Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, here we are again with our Leader in Highlight um, series. We have our third part session with Don Akery from TTI. Don, thank you for joining us again. I know you have so many meetings to get to, uh, so we appreciate you being here with us. Thanks for having me. Let's just get right to it because um, we were talking kind of in between um, sessions and you said something that really struck me. You said you would know if your parts failed. And I think part of the discussion and what we're trying to communicate is our industry is very progressive and, and we put out amazing um, equipment. We, we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And you, you highlighted that before in our second part with some of the different um, you know, electronic devices that we've created. But maybe you can speak to that a little bit because, uh, you know, we also talked about it's not just a little widget. It's not just a little part. You know, there's people behind that. There's integrity. There's values. There's a company. There's, you know, everything that we've talked about up until this point. You know, when I think about it, it's Berkshire Hathaway and that reputation and it's TTI and that 50 years of building reputation. I think about that eight cent part and it's actually worth a million bucks. So anyway, if you can just elaborate on that. Yeah, if you look at it, any of the parts that we sell, regardless of what, what they cost, and you know, in the last session I talked about our average selling price being less than $0.08, cents. but when that part does not work, let's put it in real terms of something we use every day, you know, that cell phone that you've got in your hand that you're texting or, or updating your Facebook page on, you know, there's actually a 1,000 MLCC capacitors in the latest iPhone from Apple. And if one of those fail, that phone will not operate. It takes one failure of one very inexpensive. That part is actually probably less than two cents uh, in, that, in that iPhone. So, you know, we're all connected. If you think about the electronics that, you know, since this morning when I got up, the number of devices that have electronic components that TTI distributes and sells uh, it's it, the numbers have probably it's probably 100 by now and it's lunchtime, uh, you know, from before I get out of my house, from a Peloton bike to a cell phone to a Nest thermostat, you know, you, you name it. All of those devices, they need all of those components to make them function electronically. Right. And these are critical components. So like you said, you don't notice them until they fail. And you had also mentioned, we, you mentioned the term specialization a few times, and I think that is a critical component, too, because that really is your comp- competitive advantage over your competition. Can you maybe um, elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, if you look at it, you know, you, you hear us talk about the two main models. I'll say there's a broad line strategy of having, you know, a one-stop shopping to where you have every component and every supplier. TTI has taken a different path. We have technologies that we feel like we can master, we can be the best at, we can understand the technologies, both from, you know, how the parts are used. So we feel like our sales force and our engineering staff, it's a much more narrow product offering. But we also specialize in order to be able to understand the inventory profile. TTI's foundation was built on inventory because not only do you, you know, notice when these parts fail in a product that you may have, 
the people who manufacture them, they notice they have a big problem if they can't get a supply of those parts. Two years ago, we had a an allocation in some of the lowest cost components, chip resistors and MLC components, the components I talked about for the iPhone. They were in, in uh, great demand, allocated. We ended up that we saw that coming because we were specialized. We started building inventory in late 2016 for what turned into a full-blown allocation in 2018. So we had inventory that we could support all of our customers and their increasing demands, plus we could support new customers. So that's part of that specialization. Really, it is part of the special sauce or the secret behind the success of TTI. You know, it's more than just selling part numbers. You know, this is a technology and you need to understand it. You need to understand the profile to have the right suppliers for those technologies. You'll notice our line card is much narrower than a lot of the broadline guys. Even though they have the same technologies, we will end up with, on our line card, if you were to count all the logos that we represent, and again, we didn't expand it. Many of these suppliers bought companies. But we've got, uh, I'll say, less than 60 on our total line card. We could have more than that, but we chose not to. One of our largest competitors, who's a broadline model, all of their suppliers that begin with the letter A, they're more than what is on our entire line card. That shows you how much more focused we can be being a specialist. Right. And I think a, a lot of it is throughout we've woven through this whole conversation of the series we're doing with you is people, is leadership. And it just makes me think to circle back around to what you're describing. You, you know, I can't help but think about my prior conversation with Michael Knight, starting out in the industry in biology, you know, maybe his major was biology or something. He was uh, had a training in that area. You started off in a grocery store. <laughs> and when, yeah. here we are having this conversation today about these critical components that we are launching into all this equipment going out into the world and innovating technology. And what would you say to people if you could say something to students or people outside of our industry who don't even know anything about where they are now, but where they could be as a part of this progressive industry? Well, I'm a, I'm a great example. As you said, I started in a supermarket grocery store. My degrees actually is in applied behavioral sciences, economics, sociology, and psychology. I always say that every business is a people business. If you understand people, then you've got an opportunity to be successful. My background was not engineering. I do consider that I've got a little bit of a technical competence, no different than Michael coming up through the biology, but you know, we enjoy it. We get exposed to a lot of it. And you know, my recommendation, don't be afraid of it. Go in and look at it, even if your degree is in marketing, but you want it to go more down a technical line, test it out. Go in and look at it and try to understand it a little bit. And I guarantee you, if a guy like me can understand it and go work with electrical engineers to help on designs, then I'm sure that you can also. Wow. It's such a good point because when I started in the industry too, I knew nothing. I remember sitting in the car and the person who hired me in was teaching me, do you know ACDC? Do you know what this means? Do you know, <laughs> just teaching me some basic stuff. And really I started to learn it. What we do is we become so entrenched in it. Eventually, you do learn more than you think you know. So I think it's such a critical point that you do not have to be an engineer to be in our industry. People think that. And most of the leaders I know didn't start in engineering, but they're leading these companies that have a lot to do with engineering. But you don't have to be an engineer and have that technical background, right? 
Absolutely. And that's, you know, it's like I said, just give it a chance. When you mentioned ACDC, immediately I went to the rock band. So <laughs> Exactly. Well, I wanted to ask you, moving beyond this, because I... I'm interested because I know you professionally. I know a lot of, of respect you very much. I think you're an awesome leader. Um, I think you have a very good reputation in the industry. All that's there. I don't know you personally. What are some things about you, Don, that we wouldn't know or that you bring into the professional world, but you're being refilled you know, from your personal life? So what are some things you do to keep you really motivated and going in what you're doing? I've said this uh, quite a bit when I've been interviewed before, talking about, hey, what what do you think contributed to you being able to do what you do today? TTI, I talk about I'm a discipline free. You know, if I sit out and say, hey, I, we need to do this and we need to do this five times a week, then I, I can do it. And part of that comes back from I, I was a, a weightlifter, a competitive weightlifter mm-hmm. for many, many years. There's a discipline in that sport that I took up. So I think that's something that's somewhat unique, you know, so and I, I continue that today. I, I get up and do some form of workout or cardio or Peloton bike. I'm a big Peloton bike guy now, especially when you're sequestered at home. That turned out to be the best investment hmm. I could ever make. Found with it, I'm very competitive, which I think helps in, in the world. And that leaderboard matters to me. And it doesn't matter that I'm two or three times the age of a lot of the people on the bike. I have to be in the top 10% or I've failed my workout that morning. Wow. Well, have, don't you have other hobbies? Didn't you take a, a massive hike recently? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do, do enjoy the outdoors quite a bit. And my wife and I had the luxury before the coronavirus outbreak that we took a trip to uh, Nepal and hiked to base camp of Mount Everest. Did not climb it. We just hiked to base camp. But it was uh, about a 65-mile hike up at, at altitude. It's hard to explain the experience, but the the sense of accomplishment Mm. to do that. I did find out that uh, typically about 60% of the people that actually set out just to hike to base camp actually made it. The guy didn't tell me that until after he had my money, but but we made it up. And uh, I enjoy the outdoors quite a bit. And that trip, I'll say that that one's going to be a hard one to, to top. Well, let me ask you a question about that. So what would motivate you to even do that? That's kind of a, an aggressive goal, you know, for a fun trip. I'm going to go hike 65 miles. So tell me about that. Like, Why would you want to do that? Yeah, I, I was going to say the, the accomplishment itself was, I, lo- I look back and that's pretty good. But what you ought to be asking me is how did I convince my wife to do that? I was going to ask that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, well, part of it, I think it goes back to that discipline thing and that thing about trying to to set your goal on something. And I actually started planning a trip to hike up to base camp some years ago and and the political environment there became a little unstable. So I backed off and I went back to my wife now and I said, look, I'm not getting any younger. This is probably a time, you know, for us to go do it. And luckily for me, my wife is in excellent physical condition. And so we were able to train a little bit for it and and to go. But uh, I think it's that I'll say that sense of accomplishment, you know, not that many people have done it. It's not easy. Matter of fact, a guy started two days in front of us. He actually passed away. It was a marathon runner. It's a challenge against yourself, I'll say. And I like those things. The weightlifting plays into that some. And I think it shows up in your leadership. So here's why I was asking those questions. It's because to me, it's about pushing yourself and 
breaking through your barriers, you know, even your own barriers. So I feel like you've done that. You're, you're pushing past your comfort zone and that translates to business. You know, you do that in business as well. So I think that's very commendable. I love hearing that about you. I didn't know that. And I'm, you know, happy for you that your wife did that with you. I think it's a great thing as a couple to have that you have that experience. But really, since we have like five more minutes, I just wanted to comment on something and then get your feedback. First of all, when we first had talked about women in electronics, I know we had talked to Michael Knight and he was supportive, but I had talked to you initially about sponsorship. And initially you were just wanting to take some time and then you ended up circling back around and we have this great partnership. But I wanted to say to you, that's one of the things I admire and respect the most about you because I think that you're an amazing shepherd of your organization. I think that it showed me that you don't hop on the board with what tends to be popular. You're going to research it. You're going to make sure it is the right thing for your company and it's in alignment with your values. And I appreciate that so much about you. So thank you for the partnership, but also thank you for taking the time to really look into it and make sure it's really what you what you supported as an organization. Oh, thank you for that. But it, it was as much also making sure the organization was ready to understand and to embrace and to take advantage of, of the organization. I wanted to make sure that they were ready. In the beginning, I don't believe we were ready. Well, that's interesting. It seems like you're actually very ready now. Don, it has been an absolute pleasure. I hope in the future we can have other interviews and do other fun things like this, because I think you and I both like this type of utilizing different channels in our industry, so it's fun. But thank you for being here. I think you're an amazing leader, and we're really honored to have TTI as a Women in Electronics sponsor. Jackie, thank you for having me. I appreciate the kind words. All right. Well, you have a blessed day. Thank you so much. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.